Would you believe me if I told you that the first written book about cryptography was written because of witchcraft? That some of the first recorded ciphers brushed shoulders with stories of sending secret messages through spirits? Or that the origins of the famed Visionaire cipher might have roots in demonic magic? But before I get into all of that, let me tell you about a guy named Johannes Trithemius, who was a monk around the turn of the 16th century in Germany. He specialized in many subjects, ranging from history to languages to religious studies. He was elected as an abbot at the young age of just 22, which in 16th century German monk terms means you're a very successful guy. People really thought he was a genius. He wrote this book of sermons that skyrocketed him to fame. He was totally set up to live a prosperous and virtuous life in the monastic community. He was a renaissance man, but he eventually got caught up in a scandal and it almost ruined his career and stained his legacy on the history of religious studies and cryptography permanently. So at this point you are probably wondering, what did this guy have anything to do with witchcraft or cryptography or the intersection of witchcraft and cryptography? Well, here's the juicy bit. All of that comes down to this collection of work of his, three volumes in total, which was titled The Stenographia. It didn't exactly come out to raving 16th century reviews. In fact, it got pretty bad press. And by pretty bad, I mean it was ordered to be burned during the Spanish Inquisition and was even placed on the index of prohibited books by the Catholic Church in Trithemius's native Germany. It laid out a hierarchy of spirits and demons and detailed how to transfer secret messages solely through these spirits by completing incantations and spells. Well, at least that's what people thought at the time. It actually came out later, like 400 years later in 1900, that all three of these books were also about cryptography and were just encrypted themselves by other methods that Trithemius came up with. But people did not know that at the time, and for our intents and purposes, all you need to know is that people were seriously freaked out by the stuff in the stenographia. This obviously did not go over well. Just so you have some context about the beliefs of the average person in early modern Europe, as crazy as it sounds, most people did believe that dark spirits were at work in any given setting. They used this logic to explain all the bad things that happened in their daily lives. But any connection to this dark underworld immediately made someone a social pariah, especially if they were a monk. By the time Johannes Trithemius was elected abbot in 1483, the witch craze was in full swing. People were literally being burned at the stake for this kind of association with dark magic. So Trithemius's career was definitely in danger. He was this super successful guy and now he was getting ostracized by the religious community and everyone thought he was in cahoots with the devil. So, in an attempt to repair his reputation, he came out with yet another work, the Polygraphia. Yes, I know, plot twist, right? There's another book. And it's actually the one I will be focusing on today. As Trithemius really tried to distance himself from that scary demonic magic stuff from before, he made this book more directly about cryptography and hard math. And it's the one that made a lasting impact on the history of cryptography. The Polygraphia is actually widely accepted as the first written book on cryptography. Yes, you heard that right. Johannes Trithemius, this wacky Benedictine monk, literally wrote the book on cryptography. 
The work introduced several new ways to encrypt messages, and while I don't have time to go into detail on all of them today, I will focus on the two most famous. They are referred to now as the Ave Maria and the Trithemius Cipher, or the Tabula Recta. Okay, you get the picture. Basically, the Ave Maria was outlined in the very first book of his work, the Polygraphia, and although it is decidedly less important to the history of the study of cryptography overall, it is still extremely interesting and, I have to say, very on brand for a monk trying to make his comeback into the religious world. The Ave Maria outlined how to hide secret messages by making them appear like a normal Latin prayer making it a breakthrough not only in cryptography, but also in steganography, which is the study of hidden messages. The code is almost 200 pages long and is ingeniously laid out so that encryption of a message will make actual grammatical sense. Trithemius created hundreds of ciphertext columns. Each column was effectively a cipher alphabet, where each letter in the Latin alphabet was designated a certain word. To encrypt a message, the writer moves left to right in the series of columns, encrypting each letter as its assigned word as he goes. The columns are arranged in lists of nouns, verbs, adjectives, and so on, so that once the encryption is complete, it will not raise suspicion. To decrypt the message, the recipient only needs another copy of the Ave Maria code, and to find the first word used so that he knows where to start decrypting. It was an ingenious code but not very handy, as both parties would need access to his, again, 200 pages worth of code. However, the next cipher he is known for is famed for its ease of use, and it's the cipher that has left the most lasting impact of all of Trithemius's work. The Trithemius square, or tabula recta, was introduced in the fifth book of the Polygraphia. Its implications for the future of secret writing were tremendous because, for the first time, someone had thought to use a different cipher alphabet for the encryption of every letter in a message. The square was a 26 by 26 box with each letter of the alphabet, although after each line the alphabet shifted over one to the left. If you are familiar with the Visionaire cipher, it looks almost identical as it was its inspiration and predecessor. To encrypt a message, one simply found the first letter of the message and then encrypted it as the letter in its same column on the first line, then did the same for the next letter on the second line, then on to the third line, and so on. The tabula recta was heralded for its ease, as anyone could quickly scratch out the table in the sand on the battlefield or on a piece of paper and then destroy it. The same system went for decrypting a message. However, the flaw of Trithemius' system was that if anyone knew that a message had been encrypted using the tabula recta, all someone had to do to uncover the secret message was draw out the square, as they already knew how to decrypt it. The introduction of a keyword was what transformed Trithemius' work into the Visionaire cipher that is so well known today. 
When Giovanni Battista Belasso and Blaise de Vichner came along in the next few decades and studied the work of the German Renaissance cryptographers, eventually bringing their knowledge back to France, it was then that the Vichner gained the keyword system that allows for variation in the sequence of which each alphabet is used, and created a much more secure system. Johannes Trithemius then might be credited with the greatest career comeback in crypto history. He can now be recognized for the breakthrough that has affected almost every modern encryption system, that of the polyalphabetic cipher. Every polyalphabetic cipher that employs a different key for each letter can be credited to his momentous shift in thinking, again where an aspect of cryptography that seemed immutable changes at the ingenuity of one fool, a trend that is continuous in the study of cryptography and can be seen over and over again all the way up to the revolution sparked by the elimination of the key distribution problem of the 20th century, the most recent crypto breakthrough to date. Fool, witch, or genius, every cryptographer that came after him has Johannes Trithemius to thank for taking the risks involved to make leaps in the study of cryptography.